to Discover Grace Podcast, a service of Grace Church in Camby, Indiana. Visit us online at discovergrace.net. And welcome to the podcast this week. And if you weren't able to be a part of our services, our gatherings as we call them here at Grace Church, we uh, got a chance to talk about a, uh, an interesting topic that um, many people um, have even made comments about that we've heard about and, and got the privilege of hearing from a lot of people that came up after the services to say, you know what, um, and, and heard a lot of people that told Pastor Marty, thank you for that because it really, really resonated. And, and that's about the, the messes of Christmas. And we are just um, pleased to be able to have on staff with us. And a lot of people don't know this. Uh, we've got someone on staff with us that uh, we are just uh, considered to have as a treasure, uh, Miss Paula Hyde. And uh, Paula is a Paula is a counselor, and uh, she is a friend to us. And um, Paula, I wanted to pull you in this morning. And Paula, by the way, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, glad to be here. I wanted to pull you in and be able to uh, ask you because when when we talked about. Uh, what we might be able to do for the midweek podcast. You seem like just the perfect person um, to be able to discuss with us uh, about these messes at Christmas because I think sometimes we can go along our, our merry little way. See what I did with that? A little pun, merry, ha we're in Christmas. <laughs> um, so we, we can go along our merry little way around Christmas and be so much in the festivities and not even realize the guy behind us in traffic, the guy in front of us, the person across the counter from us uh, that's at, 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 the, at the restaurant or the person in the cubicle next to us or wherever that they may really be having a mess or perhaps maybe some of us that are listening to the podcast are in the middle of messes, aren't we? I think that's very true. I think it's hard to know what's going on in someone else's life. And it's hard to maybe sometimes feel like others have any concept of what's going on in your life. We tend to judge our insides by other people's outsides. And it may look like they're going along their merry little way. And we may not know what they are dealing with or that they have any understanding of what we're dealing with. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen now? I know that you've you've done quite a bit of a uh, counseling, and I know that you you get to hear from uh, a lot of people in their hearts. Um, do you find, especially around this time of year, that there's particularly any specific areas uh, that people deal with more than more than anything when we talk about these messes of Christmas or the messiness of Christmas? I think that life in general can just get pretty messy, but I think that the intensity of the holidays can just bring that all out in a more intense way. And But some of the things that I think of that maybe are uh, really come up for people at these times is when we're trying really hard or when this feels like a really important holiday in some way. Maybe it's our first Christmas together as a family, or it may be the first Christmas that we are having with uh, some... Um, um, one who's important to us, an important family member who's just not there for the first time. And mm. we may not really know what to do with ourselves. The things that we've done in the past for so many years and so much included that person may not fit anymore or may not feel the same. And it's it's really can be kind of hard to find our way. Yeah. So when you're when you're dealing with that, and, and I know that, you know, and, I, and I've I've shared personally before on the podcast about, um, that first Christmas, and, and and I think sometimes we can forget easily about um, 
people that are even around us because maybe uh, that first Christmas maybe involves someone that's been gone since January right. of the year before, uh, and first Christmases can, af- can affect like that. Um, and that's kind of an interesting deal because you've gone through, at this point, maybe even 11 months of loss so, so that you think that, okay, I've gotten over this hurdle, but now all of a sudden you're, you're smack dab right back in the middle because all kinds of emotions are now out. Right. You're, you're unpacking boxes of ornaments. You're unpacking mm-hmm. a tree, and you remember the last time you, you did with that, and, and that, can, that can wreak a lot of emotions on somebody. That's very true, and I just feel like uh, we need to make room for those emotions to have the airtime that they need, not try to push them down or push them away, but just allow ourselves to feel what we feel and also allow ourselves to acknowledge the loss and acknowledge the person. I think one of the things that we run into when we've lost someone is that after a time, people kind of stop asking. We kind of stop bringing that person's name up. It's okay. It's okay to name the person, to reference Mm. them, to think about them, to let other people know that we are thinking about them. Absolutely. And we talk, we talk a lot Christmas um, uh, and and about loss and things like that. What what are some other things that you see, some other areas where um, Christmas gets just a little messy? I think another one of those areas that can, we don't necessarily come out and talk about a lot is that it may become messy financially for us. Mm. That uh, there may be unanticipated expenses or we have hopes and dreams for Christmas and then the time comes and there may be setbacks that we didn't anticipate. And so um, our expectations and our dreams about Christmas or even the expectations that we feel from other people we may just feel that pressure just building and building and and it can really make us feel kind of harried through the holidays and so um first of all we just need to acknowledge that to to realize that maybe the 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 things that we'd planned and the idea of what we have that uh, is going to be the perfect christmas we might need to um talk that over with god to talk that over with the other key people in our lives and maybe um, relax about it. F- find other ways to be. Find other um, ways to make it Christmas without putting so much financial pressure on ourselves. Wow! Yeah, and there are so many different ways that that could uh, that that could even manifest. You know, who knows what? Uh, and, and there's so many important things for even couples to be involved in both sides of a uh, in budgeting and financial decisions because a uh, you know one spouse that that carries the predominant weight of budgeting and then another spouse that's uh, that's buying christmas for a for a spouse and then the next thing you know the the joy of that giving and then hey how much did you spend mm-hmm. because they know what the budget is and they're looking at bills and what it's going to be and now the joy of christmas has become mess yes and yeah. i think for me one of the key things is just to pay attention. It's so easy for me to go into denial and just, I'll think about that in January. But um, the pressure can still be there even though we're not even paying attention to it. And so um, to to be aware that we want to give that gift to ourselves of the peace through the holidays and of, of not overdoing it financially in ways that we're going to be sorry for later. And to realize that really the heart of Christmas is not about the money that we spend, but it's about the connections that we make and the the caring that we can share. Yeah. So 
I, I'd be remiss if, if, if I didn't take the opportunity and, and we, we love you so much for, for being such a great friend, but at the same time, the knowledge that you have, if, if I'm that person, if I'm going through just a mess right now, and maybe this is that first Christmas that I'm without somebody um, in my life, uh, whether it's been 11 months or whether it's just been something that has just acutely happened or whether or not I'm going through um, a financial mess at Christmas, what are some good pointers, just something that I can sink myself into that, that might be uh, a good starting place for me to look at um, to help myself out of the mess a little bit? I think I just think that the message on Sunday was really right on about these kinds of things and I love what Pastor Marty said about just looking up if we can get our focus back on to God and who he is and that he is and that he's there for us it can change our whole perspective on the holidays and on Christmas and then to show up and to allow ourselves to feel the feelings that we feel and to really experience life that's happening now and to maybe give up some of our expectations and um, give up on this has got to be the way that I envision it and let God have his vision come to pass which is always better than anything that we can come up with ourselves and so just to soak him in one of the verses that I love is from uh, Psalm 138.8 it says the Lord is perfecting those things that concern me and it's just really um refreshing and easing to me to think that all of these different things that I'm trying to make fit together God already has a plan for and I can relax into that plan and one thing that uh, I would add to what Pastor Marty said from Sunday was just that in, in addition to looking up and showing up and giving up I encourage folks to huddle up there are so many important ways that connecting with other people can ease our burdens, can help us feel less alone. Um, people may not be able to relate exactly to what you are going through, but they can listen, they can understand, and trouble that is shared is trouble and a burden that is lightened. And so we can submit a prayer request online at, um, on our website, we can be at the services that are coming up on these coming weekends. We can maybe be a part of the caroling before services. That's mm -hmm. one thing that I'm really looking forward to. Um, we can just find ways to take part, even if it's just get some mittens and put them on the mitten tree. We can feel like we are some a part of something bigger than ourselves, and that helps us to feel less alone. You know, I think the huddling up is, is a powerful way to do that because just being able to have people around that are, that are able to support and just being able to be in the the throes of life that is it's so great just to be able to have the vibrance around this time of year and i think that's that's one of the things that a lot of people would say you know i feel all alone whenever these things happen especially in this time of year whenever uh, those things that we talked about pulling out the christmas boxes and realizing memories that have been stored away for a for a year um, have you experienced those people that would that would feel like you know I'm all alone? There's no one else that's experiencing those things. Is it is it good to to maybe even dialogue with other people that are maybe going through some of the same things to say, look, you're not alone, and and be able to talk about those mm -hmm. things with other people. Mm -hmm. 
what is really coming up in me is just some real um, real emotion for that person that 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 idea that you are alone is a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. You are not alone. Um, God is with you always. He says he will never leave you or forsake you. And God's word says that n- no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And he's faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. When we're feeling alone, we're tempted. We're tempted to feel like nobody understands, that nobody has experienced what we are experiencing. And God's word says that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. And we, d- we, we don't have to leave it at that. We don't have to just like read a verse and be okay about it we can be encouraged to reach out to somebody. I hope if people don't have anybody else to reach out to, they can reach out to me or anybody at the church and just, we will listen, we will pray with you, we will point you in the right direction and they can count on that. And I imagine that just about in everybody's world, there are people that you may not have thought of, but that are really ready to be there for you if you'll just reach out. And that may be on uh, others of us too, to think about who might need some encouragement, who might need uh, a little word from me, who do I know that maybe is going through something that isn't that obvious from the outside, how can I offer some support? It's that mutual exchange, it's that us reaching out to each other that um, it's, it's just very, very powerful. Paula, I, what about the people that would say, I grieve, and yet people in my family um, have experienced the same type of loss that I have, and yet they're not grieving. They're not, they're, they're not expressing their grief. They're not crying. They're not, something's just not the same. What, what would you say about that feeling? No two people are going to experience a loss the same way. And it can be really, really frustrating when you are going through maybe some of the most intense times of loss in your life and someone is right there beside you experiencing the same thing and showing it very differently or maybe even not seeming to show it at all. We need to just understand that what we see may not be all there is to the picture and what that person um, needs may be very different from what we need. I think the hard part is to try to be able to be there for each other in the ways that we do need and to communicate about what we do need. Um, I, it, uh, this makes me think of when my husband lost his father, who was very dear to him, and his sisters and I, we all wanted to um, memorialize him. We wanted to spend time looking at pictures and uh, talking about memories, and my husband wanted no part of that, and it seemed to his sisters that he just didn't care. He was checking out. But in his quiet alone times, it became very clear that he was feeling this all very deeply and it was just too intense for him to just be that open with it. And he grieved in his own way. And so we need to make room for each other to grieve in our own way. And But we also need to try to just even talk about that so that we can understand and express what we need and, and hear what the other person needs. Paula, you, you had mentioned some, some great steps about, you know, reaching out and, and just talking with other people and, and huddling up. And, and sometimes huddling up is a, man, it's such a, it's a great thing to be able to do. And, you know, we know first and foremost that we have a God that is constantly in tune with what we're doing. 
I keep on every guitar that I've got birds. Uh, and most people would never even realize it because you don't pay close enough attention. If you've ever been in my office, you see birds that are all along the border of it. And it's because of the verse, Matthew 6, 26, where he's talking about the birds of the air and how our Father feeds those birds. And does he not love you more than birds? There's so many verses that talk about how intimately he knows us. And if he knows us that well, he knows everything that's going on in our life. And he just enjoys so much for us to be able to draw close to him and talk with him. So there's never a moment that we're not able to go to him and say, and, and look, I love that David, we, we all, most of us can quote verbatim Psalm 23. And, and a lot of us can. We, can. we can quote line for line for line. And when it talks about um, the quiet, what still waters, most of us don't realize that most of all the Psalms leading up to Psalms 23 are not talking about some still waters. They're talking about some really rough stuff. Mm -hmm. And David was able to go to God time after time and go, God, this is really rough for me. And we're able to go to God, too. So first and foremost, we've got a God that we can go to and say, God, this is messy. I don't like it. Things are not going well this Christmas. Help me out. As aside from that, um, Paula, uh, we love you to death. And um, most people wouldn't know that uh, or may not know that um, you're actually here and have an office here at the church. Um, what is... Tell us a little bit about what you do and, and how, um, how it might be beneficial to be able to, to, to come and talk with you. It has been my great privilege for many years to be here at Grace Church and partner with Grace to provide Christian counseling to folks, to individuals, to couples, to families. Um, whether it's a big issue or a small one, I'm just delighting to come along beside folks and um, be able to listen and hear and share in what they're dealing with and help them problem solve together, help them seek the Lord, help them find uh, a godly path through whatever it is that they're dealing with. The process is really very simple. They just need to give me a call or a text and we can get the process started. I provide a sliding scale so we really try to make it affordable for people. Um, sessions are usually about an hour long and I really try to fit in with people's work schedules and we just we just come in and get to know one another and we begin to make a plan about um, how we can cooperate with God to address whatever it is that the person or the family or the couple whatever they're dealing with and I, it has just been so precious to me to be able to to get to know people on this intimate level and to be of help to them to just walk alongside them while they're drawing close to God to get the help that they need. And being able to have someone that's uh, able to talk to you and just be able to give godly principles. And man, that is so important just to be able to give uh, a godly insight into what a biblical perspective would be to as well. And someone that can pray with you. Yes. That is important too. Someone that is able to to not say, I have every answer. Here's a book that I can crack open, and here's the answer, except for the Bible. Here's the, here's the answers from the Bible. But to be able to say, let me pray with you. Yes. Sometimes that is so important, to be able to have someone that can say, I, I, I see that this is messy, and, and, and my heart breaks for you. Yes. 
but let me let me pray with you because I see that this is a funk that you're in and it's messy and I want to pray and we love you Paula that uh, that you are a praying God-fearing woman um, that has a heart for people too as well Paula would you mind just praying for, praying for us? I would love to I would love to I was hoping you were gonna say that <laughs> um, dear father thank you for this opportunity to just talk about you and how you want to be with us at all times and whether it's the holidays or other times you want to be there right in the middle with us in our messes and you are ready to uh, work with us in there you're ready to bring us out in the proper time we just lift all of our messes up to you whether they're beautiful messes or whether they're ugly and involved and all convoluted whatever it is that we are dealing with we thank you that we are not alone in it Lord I pray if there is any person who's feeling like I have nobody there's no one that I can talk to about this I pray that you'd bring somebody to their mind and that you'd help them to reach out to that person and I just pray Lord that we would be people who are bold enough to reach out and to whether it's reach out to someone else who might need to hear from us or reach out to someone and share something that we really need to share. I pray, Lord, that you give us the courage to do that and that we would find you in that sacred space when we connect with one another. We thank you, Lord, that you care about us. You care about our messes and you're perfecting those things that concern us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And listen, we want you to know that we are a praying church too as well and one of the things that we relish being able to do is to pray for every single prayer request that comes in when you write down your prayer request on those connection cards that come in we as a church and your pastors we pray over every single one of them there's nothing that comes in that we feel is frivolous we pray legitimately over every single one and we have an opportunity on discovergrace.net uh, when you click on the uh, the prayer tab, that there are a team of people that pray over every single one of those. And you can leave it anonymously if you need to, but know that if you're in the middle of a mess, even right now, and you're listening to the podcast, know that even if you don't take a moment to make a prayer request on a connection card, even if you do go to the prayer request and leave a prayer request, there's a team of people ready to pray for you. But know that you have a God that hears your prayers and that stands ready to hear and communicate and talk with you, that loves you intimately, and that knows the message you're in. Well, that'll wrap it up for the podcast for this week. And no matter where you're at, if you happen to be hearing this and you've stumbled across it somewhere, we thank you for listening, and we welcome you to join us at any of our services, any of our gatherings here at Grace Church. And find out more about us at discovergrace.net. And thanks for joining us. In the Camby Indianapolis area, visit us Sundays at 9.30 or 11 a.m. as we gather together at 4172 East Allison Road in Camby. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast.